If you'd like to listen to Radio Free Brooklyn when you're not in front of your computer, please consider downloading our free mobile app available in the App Store for iPhone or the Google Play Store for Android. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. And it's time to get lost and rewound! Why, hello there, listeners singular, or listeners plural. I am Alon. I am here once again, down in the lair. This is Lost and Rewound, only here on Radio Free Brooklyn, each and every Thursday afternoon from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time. We do this show every week as a means to listen back and uncover new sounds from the past. New sounds, you may ask. Yes, they are, because they are new to someone. And if you have any audio artifacts waiting to be unearthed, we invite you to email us at lostandrewound at radiofreebrooklyn.org. That way maybe you can join in on the fun that we have been continuing to have, albeit virtually for the time being. Today will mark 12 years since I met my future wife, Robin. And while we didn't begin dating per se right away, uh, we've always regarded this day as the beginning of our relationship just because it was such a meaningful date uh, for a lot of reasons. But uh, at any rate, for such an occasion occurring on the same day as an episode that would stream live, I figured I'd surprise Robin by inviting several friends of ours and family to uh, join in on what would be a very chaotic Zoom recording session, which took place last night in our kitchen. Our good buddy Rachel Teichman even got to join in on the fun and hear all of the crazy stories and sweet moments as recalled by some of our dearest and closest. Uh, without further ado, let's get to it. I'm Alon's cousin. Uh, one of. Alon's got a bunch of cousins. Wow. Uh, I'm I'm uh, Avi. Uh, how are we? What, what are we? We're like second cousins. You know, I'm also one of Alon's cousins. Now you are. Are you a second? Are you a second cousin? Because we can. No, both- I'm, I'm not actually a cousin. I'm just a Jew. <laughs> that that's actually uh, how that works. Yeah. Uh, so now you and I are cousins too. Exactly. Uh- <laughs> Welcome to the family. <laughs> Welcome to the family. Avi, uh, it's so did nice. I hear you. Did I hear you say it's been twelve years? Wow. Yeah, dude. What? Can you believe it? That's. I mean. It's like yesterday. I feel like we were, I don't even remember where we were. We were sitting on a bus and Robin was sleeping with her eyes open. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Am I allowed to say that? No, you absolutely. (laughs) I I wish Robin was over here because I know she could hear. Her hearing has become bionic. At some point, uh, she'll come over here and she'll be able to address things a little quicker. Um, But yes, uh, you were speaking, Avi, about uh, something that happened in Cleveland in 2010 uh, when Robin and I uh, were about a year into, a little over a year into our relationship. Um, it could have been Cleveland. It could we have been. were on a bus all like, I don't know where we were going to in Cleveland, but she was sleeping with her eyes open on the bus. Freaked that's because that's how she used to sleep. Freaked me out. Uh, <laughs> uh, wow. That's you like a, that's a stunning memory. Uh, I feel like everyone who isn't me has a stunning memory. Maybe that's just in relation, but but no, I just wanted to I just wanted to say, <laughs> this is awesome. Uh, happy uh, anniversary! This is exciting. Oh, Kit says me too, me too. Kit's napping. 
Yeah, your partner uh, kid next, is uh, my is, kid is, is literally is bed, right next, next to me. Is next to me napping. Uh, but that's but, uh, but kid says, but kid says me too. Kid also sends love. That means a lot, Kit. Thank you for uh, being. <laughs> spiritually and mentally <laughs> present with us it means a lot even, even, phys- yeah, hello. even, phys- even physically present sort of absolutely um <laughs> there we are. where are you uh checking in with us from where are we where are we we're in calgary uh alberta that's calgary, uh, yeah there's a great wintry north yes wow. uh we ran away it's a kid's canadian uh we ran away like in july and we've been here ever since <laughs> uh waiting one day for the world to warm up and <laughs> so that we can go back today is not that day no. i don't know if you picked the right geographic location to get warmed up <laughs> <laughs> i meant more like metaphorically yeah 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 but on this show we only take things literally <laughs> <laughs> Robin and I have uh, been fortunate to spend time with uh, the both of you. Um, I believe the last time, uh, the four of us, we stayed yeah. in Woodstock. Um, yeah. We were staying uh, at like, an Airbnb together. Feels like it wasn't. It wasn't that long ago. It was like two years ago or something. Only two years ago. We had a beautiful house in like West Saugerties, and we brought our dogs, and we got to explore Opus Forty. I can't Those believe that it took me over thirty-five years to visit Opus Forty. Yeah, that was really nice. I, I I long for a world where I can once again hold you in my arms. <laughs> I I would like that very much, actually. Uh, in a familial way. Yeah. Let's move on to our next folks here, our dear friends, Sean and Trisha, Sean uh, and Trisha and their son, Rory. Hello, everybody. Uh, Keeping warm and safe there in Boston Spa, New York. Yeah, it's freezing here, (laughs) Um, but we are safe and uh, the baby is aptly bundled, so we're good. You have any special memories that uh, come up? regarding uh, the woman who is making us dinner tonight and myself who has a microphone running around the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, So I immediately thought of uh, this terrible apartment I had in Bed-Stuy. And that's the baby. Sorry. Um, It was a terrible apartment. And it had like purple walls and an, a feral cat that would like attack people. And I decided for some reason to have a Halloween party. And I invited you, uh, you two to come. And I remember you guys sitting on the couch avoiding the attack cat. And I, I'm pretty sure I forced you to wear like Halloween costumes. <laughs> what was it like a blue wig or something that you were wearing? At, at Trisha's apartment for that Halloween? Um, yeah, I didn't. I hate Halloween costumes, so I was wearing a blue wig that I think was Abby's and a blue sweater, and that was my costume. So you just went as blue? I went as blue. She went as blue. There you go. I think I passed out a feather boa as well. Well, who uh, would rock a feather boa better than the wonderful... 
the only the thing I remember most about that part is that isn't that the part where we met the person who introduced us to Max, the dog? Oh yes, I believe so. What? Really? Yes. Well, that is very true. Uh, let's say hi to our dog Max here, who is hanging out right below me. No one could, no one's going to hear him because he's a very quiet Italian Greyhound Chihuahua mix. But I do understand that there is a good chance there was a person at that party that uh, was either friends with you or friends with Mariah named Q, and he uh, on Facebook shared Max's photo. And he was trying to get Max a home because Max didn't like being in the shelter. No. And so that's why we have Max now. And that's wow. why we have all sorts of other dogs. And as well as uh, a that. cat. It was the gateway dog drug. Exactly. <laughs> well, you introduced me to my husband and I apparently helped introduce you to your gateway dog. So, well, that's fun. We, we help each other out. <laughs> Sean, do you have a, anything uh, uh, to, that comes to mind? You know, I'm having a hard time coming up with memories that are about you two as a couple and aren't about trying to convince the two of you that your cat Ozzy is great, even though you hate him. <laughs> Ozzy, you may think that Ozzy is great, but I want Ozzy has been for us extremely uh, problematic lately. Um, and maybe, you know, we're in a, a room right now filled with cat I owners. I love Ozzy. Uh, 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 while Ozzy, I give him a pass. The problem that I have with him has been that uh, we have to now go ultra uh, sensitive with how much food we can possibly keep out because he will he will go into it. It does not matter what it is. It could be muesli. It could be marshmallows. It could be any kind of, uh, you know, food uh, or coffee, ground coffee. He likes ground coffee. He'll just knock everything over. That's disgusting. <laughs> That's so wild. Our cat Arthur is so picky. People try like, you know, birthday presents or whatever, give him like really fancy treats. And he just like sniffs at them and then walks away and does the little like scratch on the ground thing like it's uh needs to be buried. <laughs> he only likes what is he? He only likes uh like regular dental treats. That's the only thing he wants to eat is just like little dental treats. That's it. I'm friends with a cat and the only treat he'll eat are these like freeze dried whole fish. The first time that I that like I encountered this, I was handed a bag of treats and I took one out of the bag without really looking at it. And then I looked down at my hand and I'm like, this is a whole fish. Yeah, we've it was tried a those. small fish, but it was a whole fish. <laughs> we've tried those. He doesn't like Arthur doesn't want them. <laughs> it's so strange. I mean, you know, obviously every cat has its own personality and desires. What about uh, you, Sarah? Has Sadie been bad like the like like ours has and how obvious has not been? Uh, when Sadie was younger, she when I lived in Brooklyn with her, she would um, we had like a window that she could jump out of. And one time, like there were like a lot of different situations, one where, you know, like all the street cats would like always kind of like. I don't know, for me, like, if I lived in this, like, nice little cute apartment when a mangy, like, old cat would come to the window and scream at me and it sounds scary outside, I would be like, mm, thank goodness I have, like, my comfy home. But she was always like, let me out. And I was like, okay, it sounds like there's cats fighting to the death outside, but sure. And then one day I was in the apartment and she came to the window, like, we used to just leave the window open so she could come in out. And all of a sudden I see her like jump on the one window that's not open and she starts walking and I can see like 
there's something in her mouth. And before I can close the window, she jumps into the apartment and drops a live rat into the house. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, hell no. And we like, she had been playing with it probably long enough that it was a little bit disoriented. So it didn't just like completely disappear. But um, I don't know, Sadie's kind of the princess. So I sort of let her do whatever she wants. She like loves ice cream. She loves to like, you know, I have pictures of her like eating an ice cream with me. I don't know. What am I supposed to say? Whether or not she's been bad? <laughs> I mean, she's eating ice cream, so she's clearly the best girl. I mean, she's she's like, you know, she's attacked people. I've literally gotten calls when she was younger from friends who were like hiding in a room in the apartment, like bleeding from the leg, you know, being like, she's out of control. What do I do? And I'm like, whoa, what did you do? And then like coming home and Sadie's traumatized and my friend's traumatized and I'm like, what happened? What's going on here? Oh, and Trisha, um, we, you have a six-month-old. Having a six-month-old and uh, two cats, uh, have your cats gotten any more accustomed to this strange human that you have now running about, crawling about? Yeah, he. Um, the cats have been pretty good lately. Rory has realized that cats are fun to pull hair, <laughs> right? And uh, he like really is, finds it fun to like pet slash pull their hair. So um, they've been really chill about it, surprisingly, and running away a little bit less. My friend had a home birth recently and she was watching my cat for a few months before I found uh, a plate. Well, she now lives with me, but I wasn't sure if my boyfriend, he's normally very allergic to cats, but turns out, surprise, surprise, she is not an allergen she's like a hypoallergenic cat so it worked out but anyway so she was living with this friend of mine and my friend was like I'll watch your cat I love your cat uh until I have this baby you know because then I gotta be a mom by myself for a while and I was like yeah yeah I totally understand and so finally when she's giving birth she still has Sadie my cat with her and she texts me to say that like the birth went well it was 18 hours though and I was like well, or it was like 18 or 20 hours. And she said that Sadie, the cat was just like horror. Oh, she had a home birth. <laughs> so Sadie was like, I was like, wow, my cat just like had this like extremely intimate, really like intense experience with my friend. Um, like in this way where I thought they would be bonded, you know, in this kind of unique way. But uh, apparently Sadie was very terrified by the entire experience. And after the baby came out, after having had this place to herself for, you know, four or five months was like very confused about the whole situation. She was just like, what is this thing? So I wonder if your cat was like, what is this thing? (laughs) Yeah, I think Sean could probably (laughs) answer to that. They were definitely like, what is this? I literally have a picture of the baby sitting in its car, his car seat on the um, couch, like when we first brought him home. And my cat is got two paws on the couch and is looking in like, what the is that? <laughs> Everybody has been made aware by now that uh, Robin and I are uh, going to be expecting our first child. So now that uh, that's out of the way, um, Sean and Trisha, do you have uh, any advice for new parents who already have a cat? And how do we avoid having our, our future child uh, be treated or looked at as a food? 
I think you won't have to worry about the baby being uh, mistaken. Mistaken That's what for he food says. because they're pretty freaking loud. Um, they will be running in terror more than likely when the newborn mewing begins. So wouldn't worry too much about that. I would start playing baby crying sounds now though. <laughs> I literally had friends who had their baby and they had um, a really shy cat and a really, you know, social cat. The shy cat decided he did not like the baby and started um, purposely having accidents in places like the clean laundry basket or <laughs> so start now terrifying your animals that's a very cat thing to do when they're mad at you i'm gonna take a dump in your laundry <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's literally their thought process <laughs> like like my cats it, used to do that kind of thing like really... if they were mad at us for some reason yeah they they would do that they would poop in the worst possible places and it really hits home too right like clean fresh laundry right out of the machine maybe you just haven't gotten to folding it yet yeah or and just like no that is it that is it that is exactly that sums up having a cat and i love them so much house <laughs> yeah you and robin had left and i was feeling you know i was like okay they're not home anymore you know what kind of trouble can i get into you know so i'm i'm leaving your house and i haven't thought of anything anything bad kid like to do to your house yet or to, to uh i don't know i hadn't had any fun yet and so I noticed right outside your door, like right up against the, your house, like fence is um, some wet cement. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, this could be really cute. You know, um, this, you know, how can I memorialize this moment for both you and Robin in a special way? Um, but also, like, I have two seconds to do this because it's Park Slope and somebody walks by every five seconds. Um, and so I was, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to, like, blow your spot up where someone's like, you're, someone came out of your house and was vandalizing the neighborhood. So I quickly carved um, something in the pavement outside uh, for you and Robin. And do you remember what you said when I asked you if you ever noticed, like, six months later? Yes, I do recall this, um, but I was confused because I didn't understand why one of them looked eerily like our initials, and then the other one, for some reason, just had no rhyme or reason. It felt ominous, and I was like, who who put Sud Pup in the cement? No! <laughs> uh, that, was, um, that was not part of my plan. That was a a person from my past that happened to have been with me that um, thought that they also needed to do something in that moment. But clearly I had you and Robin in mind while this person, this other person did not. They were tagging their graffiti name. <laughs> yeah. So there was um, one time when I, um, and I'm sure you'll remember this because it was about a year ago. 
a um, little bit over a year ago. And I was at your house to take care of your animals. And I took them for a walk as I do. And um, when I got back, I realized I had locked myself and the dogs out of the house. No. <laughs> Cause there's like an extra door and I didn't know that that door locks when you close it. And so I closed it thinking I was doing the right thing, but that was not the right thing. So I called you. Yeah. I don't think I texted Robin about it. I think I just like texted or called you directly kind of freaking out. But I think what you don't know is that, um, either, I think it was right after I, it was either right before or right after I called you the first time I called my mom. <laughs> I like called my mom trying to figure out what to do. Cause like, I didn't want to like make you turn around and come home, but like, I wanted to handle it. And I just did not have any idea who else to contact. What is your mom a locksmith? <laughs> no, she's just my mom. I mean, that's pretty good. They don't need to be locksmiths. They're still special. But um, what did your mom have to say? So she was actually out at the time with like a family friend. And so like they heard the whole thing. And um, she told me to try a bunch of things that I had already been trying. Um, and then she came up with this scheme where like I was like going to get a locksmith before telling Alon that anything was wrong. What was this? What ended up happening? Um, it took a lot of effort, but then I eventually managed to like cram the door open. Um, I don't. <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't remember if um, if I was able to do it with the key that I had. But then what I do remember after I managed to get that second door open, I had a really hard time getting the regular door open. So like after the first door, I was like, okay, yes, we're in. Everything's fine. And then like, it took me like an extra minute to like get the other door open. And at that point I was like freaking out because I thought I was locked out again. I mean, that sounds great. I thought you were also going to be like, so we had your door removed um, for like a few hours. It was fine. We put it back on. No, and that's how I got into your home. <laughs> you do not want to try and move that door. It is an old school, like full on steel door. That thing is ridiculous. I felt so bad because I had one job. <laughs> but I um, think you locked the exterior gate, which literally had not been locked in approximately 20 years. Yeah. And I didn't even realize that the key for the main door fit into that gate lock because it literally hadn't been locked since I was in high school. My mom used to lock it in the bad good old days when parks, when like Park Slope was dicey. And like we used to go out for like long periods of time, she would lock the gate, but that stopped in like 2000. <laughs> well, I can assure you that that key does fit in that gate. That was amazing. No one ever told me that. Raphael Tisch uh, from Washington, D.C. Uh, hello there, sir. Hello, Hi. Ron. Oh, hello, Raphael. <laughs> Hi, Robin. 
We are uh, doing this uh, as uh, a way to listen to stories of, uh, you know, Robin and I. And uh, we have, uh, of all people, the right person to come onto this and talk about uh, a memory sharing of the two of us, I suppose. Well, especially since Raphael's known me for far longer than anyone else on this call because he met me (laughs) almost 21 years ago, even though he would not like to admit that because that would definitely reveal our ages. (laughs) Uh, Well, that that is absolutely true. I met you on a first day of undergrad in Professor Polsky's Poli-Sci 101 class, if I recall. Yes. I sat next to you and you've been stuck with me ever since. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the story you keep telling, but I feel like, you know, <laughs> we, we we stick to each other pretty well. Gosh. And I've known Alon for a number of years before Robin met. I think I met Alon in Ithaca, at Ithaca College in whatever, 19, no, it was 2002, 2003. Do you remember Alon? You met Alon when Andy was Frankenfurter in yeah. uh, Rocky Horror, but I forget what year that was. So in 2002, I got a chance to be in Rocky Horror Picture Show at Ithaca College, and uh, that's when I met a number of people, including uh, a, a guy by the name of Andy whose birthday happens to converge on our meeting anniversary, which is today march 4th effectively yeah so i've known both alan and robin for longer than their relationship but you know in, in different capacities which is a lot of fun um and the guy who just joined the zoom call right now is partially the reason why i know alan um and so there, are lots of, there are lots of linkages and connections that are <laughs> forming live on this zoom call um and so jeremy who just joined uh i've known since i was nine i met him Jeremy went to IC. Through Jeremy, I met Alon. Uh, and then I moved to to New York City in, I don't know, what was it, 1998, I guess, before I finished high school. Um, yeah, it was the, the summer. It was after a sophomore year. Yeah, 98. Sorry, I'm interrupting. I'm no, it's to- okay. That Jeremy. Hello to Jeremy and his lovely partner, uh, Brittany. You guys are uh, coming in from Trumansburg, New York. Indeed. What's Hello. up, buddy? Hello. Happy early anniversary. Yay. So we I love guess, you. <laughs> this is a long rambling way of saying that my memories of you two are both uh, intermixed in my mind as separate, you know, knowing you both for so long in different times and also kind of together. Uh, so essentially my memories of you two go back, you know, at least, I don't know, eight plus years before you actually even met each other potentially which is kind of fun. Well, can I just and, wait, can I share my favorite memory though of that is sort of related to you with the two of us? Yes. When you threw uh, a party and your dad was there. Oh my God. Oh my. <laughs> the two yep. of us walked in and your dad took one look at Alon and was like, I had nothing to do with it. And it was the first <laughs> time I had to admit that the two of you looked similar because I had not wanted to up to that point. <laughs> well, and you're not, my dad wasn't the only one. I've heard this from numbers of people who were like, when we, because we have a number of pictures of us on Facebook and whatever together, and people are like, "Are you guys brothers?" When you first came on this call, I was like, "Wait a second. <laughs> right. It, yeah, I I'm, still, I, I've known Raphael for thirty years. I still get them confused. <laughs> well, there were people at the wedding who. Congrats, oh my God! Somebody like thanked me or congratulated me at the wedding, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> "What is happening? This is weird." <laughs> who kept congratulating Raphael instead of Alon? Oh my That's God. pretty magical. 
Like when you think about it, like you could, um, like if you were in school right now, the two of you could like dress the same and then go to each other's classes and your teachers would never know. Oh my God. That's right. That would be, I needed it, one of those when I was it, in college. Robin can attest to that. It, it would have been uh-huh. like um, Romy Malik, you know, because he has a twin brother. And I seem to recall him reciting a story on one of the late night shows about him and his brother, uh, him switching places with his brother to get into a class or something of that sort. <laughs> That sounds accurate. And now, I mean, and now he's a, now he's a double for Freddie Mercury. Yes. Oh my yes. God, that's right. Wild. Speaking of Freddie Mercury, I can recall the first time I remember seeing my sister uh, sing karaoke. Um, one of the first times, and the song that she picked um, was "Don't Stop Me Now" by Queen. Sarah, <laughs> do you remember singing that at all, or am I putting you on the spot again? No, of course I remember it. I would say that that one in Paradise by the Dashboard Lights, depending on how long I wanted to be the center of attention, was really uh, (laughs) really my two go-tos. The Paradise by the Dashboard Lights is a great song because it's like you can sing it with a friend. You've already waited like two hours for your turn to come up. Like you don't want to be in and out in three minutes. You want to like really just get all that energy out so that you can be like, all right. I don't need to wait another two hours. Like I good. Like my cardigan's off. I've embarrassed myself thoroughly. I brought a friend in uh, impromptu, and and that's yeah. That's, that's why it's good I to pick up. It's been a while. It's been a while. Surprisingly, there there is a a pretty strong karaoke connection here. Avi, uh, at Robin and I's uh, uh, I guess it was rehearsal dinner. Uh, you sang a song, but I do not remember what it was. Can you uh, recall which song that was? I do. Uh, it was, uh, I, I'm pretty, I'm like 99% sure that it was, uh, I feel fantastic by Jonathan Colton. Excellent. Raphael and Jeremy, I know for a fact that at that same party, uh, you duetted or did a group song. I think you did Backstreet Boys. I want it that way. Yes, with John. Oh, you know what it was? I was trying to remember. Yes. I think I did like four with or five John songs. Brooks and, <laughs> yeah, um... John Brooks. We had Andy Dayhill in there. Yes. And it was, uh, was and it? then you had my other two friends who completely who just stood on the stage and looked at their phones while you guys sang. It was really helpful. I know they were they were adorable though. They they tried. They were there with us. But <laughs> you know, Rob, you guys, you Robin, you know what it's like. You get us all together, and it's uh, intimidating. Hurricane weather. <clears throat> yeah, it was a lot. I think. Hey there. There's more if you care. So stick around if you dare. Here on Lost and Rewound. Radio Free Brooklyn's mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. Every dollar helps us stay on the air. Support independent community media by pledging whatever you can. All contributions are tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Please support with a monthly pledge or one-time donation at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Robin, do you remember the first time we met? Yes. We, for some reason, and I do not know why any of us agreed to this, met your father in this, like, really corny hotel bar in, like, <laughs> midtown Manhattan. And both of us looked so miserable the entire time. Oh, my God. <laughs> why? We were like, why are we here? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Well, I don't remember the first time we met because it didn't sound like very memorable, but no, it was for, I remember the first time that you ever cooked for me. And I remember it was like at that apartment, like it was the one that you two shared together. Yeah. It was somewhere in Brooklyn. Yeah, it was our friends that makes, together in Windsor Terrace. 
That makes sense. Do you remember what you made for me upon the first time I ever came over for dinner? No idea. What if I what if I used the the um the words Mountain Dew to to jog your memory? Sounds awful. Mountain Dew. The only time yeah. I ever used Mountain Dew is probably to make hop skip. I don't think I was making hop skip. <laughs> that reminds me of a story that happened in the basement of well, ba- basically Ooh. right below where Robin's standing right now. And this is yes. pre pre Elon. I love a basement story. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, we we got a little freaky in the basement. This is after Andy and I moved in um, on oh, sa- to Sackett Street. Sackett. Yeah, and this is probably 2005, maybe okay. 2004 after we moved up there, or down there, I should say. Ken and Ty came down to visit from Connecticut. We made a night of it. We ended up deciding that the best thing in the world obviously is to go back to the basement of the brownstone and make what in my mind like i remember making a bathtub's worth of yes popsicle. you and someone who you may or may not remember called andrew thomas did this you made a bathtub full yes of hop skip because i don't remember this at all either because i got blackout drunk or because i wasn't there you You're, were there you were, and we were, were all there. very drunk yeah. It was blackout. Yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. Which is most of my twenties. I really just like it was all these great stories. And if, unless there's a picture of me, I don't believe you. <laughs> well, I just remember it all came. I don't even remember whose idea it was to make hop skip, but I remember it involved like a twelve pack of Sprite, two cans of pink frozen pink lemonade. Yep, Sprite. Two big bottles of Sprite, not Mountain Dew, sorry, but Sprite. Um, a handle of really cheap vodka. And no, Everclear, six- wasn't it? No, wasn't it no Everclear. No, we, couldn't, we couldn't find Everclear. I thought it was supposed to be Everclear, which is why yeah. the stuff is so lethal. That's the I, Cornell. No, we, al- we always use a handle of cheap vodka, at least in New York City. I, oh. I mean, I was never up at Cornell. And um, and a six-pack of the cheapest beer you can find. Yeah. Oh, my God. That blue. We use PBR. I mean, or PBR. I was following until the beer. Yeah, you yeah. had me until the beer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that sounds like a college mix. Oh, definitely. It's a, a Cornell together. architecture school thing. I remember <laughs> when I first mixed drinks at home uh, with my, Elon and my parents' bar was all of them in one with orange juice. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, oh, whiskey. Uh, uh, Isn't that a Long Island ice Cognac, uh, <laughs> you know, gin. It was all mixed in there together oh with God. orange juice. <laughs> oh. But wait, let me finish. So I came over and you made us something to eat. I don't remember. It, it wasn't as memorable, the food, as um, the Rachel Ray inspired recipe that you cooked for me, which was like some very moist cake. And oh. I remember I remember thinking, OK, this is sort of interesting. All right. It's, it's a little weird. Um, I asked you what the recipe was. And and to this day, you were the you're the first and only person to ever cook me something where Mountain Dew is part of the recipe in the baked good. <laughs> and I, I thought that was very, I thought that was very interesting. All of, her uh, recipe, all of her baking recipes are very strange. But I was going through a Rachel Ray phase. Mountain Dew. <laughs> well, I'm really glad I caught that phase. We did mention already that uh, 
we are expecting uh, in a couple months. Uh, I suspect uh, maybe you would have some advice as cat owners. Um, is there any way that we could help uh, make our cat not act like a jerk when our kid is born? Uh, it's a cat. <laughs> Uh, 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 and the answer is there is no way it's a cat it'll do what it damn well pleases you have two cats of your own right yeah they give fuck all for what i want (laughs) although i have trained them to do one thing reliably which is come i can get them to come to me whenever i shake their box of treats they will come (laughs) from antarctica wherever they might be they will show up which is really useful because my cats are indoor cats and sometimes they escape. And if I want them to come back, I shake the treats and they come in. So if you can find a way to associate good things around the baby with treats, maybe then the cat will behave. But other than that, it, there's a reason why there's a phrase called herding cats. It's because you can't do anything with them. They're yeah. impossible unless they want to be touched or cuddled or whatever. Well, cats, yeah, cats are cats are tough because they're like notoriously bad communicators. Like a dog will tell you exactly how it feels all the time, full broadcast, 24-7. Cats, less so. So the trick with cats is to just wear them out, basically. So play playtime is key with cats for sure. I appreciate that. In all your spare time having kids, you should play with your cat more. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you gotta, you gotta like double fist it, right? You got like the kid here and then like the toy over here and you're just kind of like, you know, I don't know. You, you, I believe in you. What you can do is, is throw the baby as if it's a cat toy (laughs) and that way they can play together. There is that. Um, You could look forward to your child not having cat allergies by growing up with cats, though. That's fun. I'm not afraid of the way the chair is. You gotta move it. Uh, I want to acknowledge that there's another person who has joined here, um, and it's uh, Raphael's wife, uh, Marissa. Marissa, hello. Hello. Happy anniversary. And I know this doesn't make any sense because we're doing this uh, uh, through radio, uh, but uh, I have to acknowledge that uh, there's a dog behind you and your hair has gotten much longer. Um, my hair is not quite gotten as long as yours, Marissa, but I am getting there. It's just gone. give it a year and a half or two years without going to get a haircut. Yeah, Marissa's hair was really short before. There's some great throwback photos of us upstate, actually. Mm, yeah, it's Stone Cat. I feel like I guilted her into it initially um, to grow her hair out. And then after two years of her complaining, she's like, I kind of like it now. The growing pains are tough. Like coming, like I've shaved my head twice and like, I loved it like really, really, really short. And now I like it long, but in between it's challenging. (laughs) There there is an existing caveat that I'll put out there, which is that uh, in this growing your hair contract, I said, I will literally shave your head whenever you want. That stands. Oh yeah. I'm going to take him up on it someday. Probably. That's fair. Marissa, is there a particular... And actually, I should ask this to Brittany, uh, but I know that we haven't spent much time, Brittany, uh, together uh, in the past. But uh, I guess we'll, we'll start with you, Brittany, and then we'll go to Marissa. Uh, is there anything in particular memory-wise that you could think of between uh, Robin and I that comes to mind? Oh, gosh. Okay, so I remember the first time I met you guys at Ted and Asia's Halloween party, and I didn't meet you so much as I met your character. And I didn't actually meet you, Elon, until the following morning. 
<laughs> oh my god, that's right. Who who did you show up as that night? Swan. Yes. It was remarkable. It it was full on method acting. The whole it was it was thoroughly impressive, my friend. <laughs> that's right. oh, and I'm adding that I 100 percent believe. <laughs> oh wait. Was was Robin there with me? I don't remember if if I went alone or if I no. brought uh, Robin with me to that particular party. But I know that I came dressed up as uh, Paul Williams's character from uh, Phantom uh, of the Paradise. Um, Robin I was definitely there. Full character. And if Robin was there, she probably wanted to pretend that I wasn't there at all. I don't think that you two were necessarily interacting because she was Robin. Yeah. Um, so I... <laughs> <laughs> so I met Robin uh, when she was down talking with Marissa and uh, Nicole. I don't think that I knew that you guys were even connected until the following morning. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Wow, I have so many great memories of you guys. A lot of them from the Halloween parties for sure. But I think one of my favorites was when we were all in the Catskills together yeah. uh, and there was a great Airbnb and it wasn't we... an Airbnb. It was Ari. It was Ari's house. No, but then we went to an Airbnb. Oh, that's right. We Amber Lake. Yeah. Yeah. And like, oh, and we made like a phenomenal fire. And I just remember like the most epic game of Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> Like, I feel like it went on for like six hours and, but it was so funny. Like my stomach hurt. Like I had done abs like the next morning. It was awesome. Um, and then, I mean, I don't mean to bring things like to a, a sad place, but like, I just think, uh, emblematic of your generosity of spirit was hosting, the memorial for Francesco you know everything you did to like welcome that many people and those many that many that feelings like and emotions into the your most home. selfless like act and I can't thank you guys enough for just how I, yeah awesome that was Robin and I are currently uh, looking at our screen right now and uh the very back of us there's the wall the stairwell and I remember uh, I had to run an errand and then I came back and this stairwell, the wall of the stairs had a huge projector with karaoke happening yeah. right behind us. Yeah. So right yeah. behind us, there was like lyrics to Bohemian Rhapsody that were uh, playing, that were going across the screen and everybody was more or less doing exactly what I'm doing here. Like walking around with a microphone and just like going crazy and, there was 30 people all like dancing for your brother and all just like, you know, enjoying. <laughs> My mom who sang like I remember the most faithful rendition of Stairway to Stary, Heaven like, I have whoa. ever heard. I was like, mom, <laughs> when did you learn how to sing? I, I've known the <laughs> woman for 30 from? years and I had no idea no, that was I, possible. She's my mother. <laughs> and I was just like, what? <laughs> I got a lot of good memories from that house, but that was bittersweet. Uh, though it may have been easily the topper for yeah. sure. And yes, a testament to, I mean, like, I mean, like, come on, like Alon was upstairs, like running coat check and introducing everybody to the, to the hedgehogs when they showed up. That's right. <laughs> Meet a ferret. Why not? While you're here. Right. Like, Hey, welcome to my house. Hold on to this. 
<laughs> small furry animal you'll be fine <laughs> one of the other memories that occurs to me of of robin and alan um pre-covid and pre-moving out of dc moving out of new york to dc um was often when i would hang out or come over to hang out on any given night could have been a wednesday or a friday or a monday uh, Alon, there was a very good chance that Alon was going to be out until four or five in the morning oh, yeah. doing a karaoke thing or just totally. being social. And so I often remember hanging out where we'd have parties or like just I'd stop by to say hey, and it would be like Robin and hanging out, be like, oh, either we have to go out and find Alon or wait till he gets home. And like, you kind of get a number of both of those things. We have a, an, another person who has joined the call. We have Asia coming from New Jersey. Uh, or if you're Spanish, it's aha. Hello, Asia. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Been enjoying chatting about food and karaoke and cats, lots of cats, lots of ta talking about stuff and memories of uh, Robin and I. Uh, oh, did you know, happy uh, anniversary, guys. Oh, hey, Ted. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I got to go. I gotta go. I, gotta go. <laughs> I was trying to leave him out of it, guys. God. Hey, no, I saw your name come up. I got uh, really hello. excited. This is uh, Senor Fuentes. Ah, uh, it's Lu Luis Blanco. It is a pleasure to make nice meat. <laughs> there seems to be some knowledge about the Halloween parties of past, of which Brittany had brought up just earlier. Asia and Ted, is there a particular memory from some of these uh, parties? Steve Winwood? Who were you? Yeah, that, that was the year that he came solo. Yes. Yes, that yeah, was the year why. you came solo. Yes, you came yes, solo it, and you came with like audio equipment. Oh, and you maintained character awesome. essentially the whole night. Uh, it yeah. Was yeah, and I missed your concert out there. in character costume. He's always in character until the always costume. Always in character. And then you were Swan from Phantom of the Paradise, and you were trying to explain to me who you were. And I was like, I've never seen this movie. What are you talking about? But then we came to your play that you were directing and everything, which was amazing. Thank you so much for saying that. I was, I was having this moment when we got into the venue and we sat down. <laughs> And I started, I, like, I probably drank and smoked too much before we came. And I sat down really slowly. And I remember Robin was in front of me. And all of a sudden, I was, like, getting this, like, the anxiety was, like, building in my chest. Because I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to have, like, a freak out moment where I need to go That's outside. Cool. And I couldn't. It was like the show was starting. Like, there was no leaving. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And then like the play started and then all the music started and like, it was just such a great musical. I was like, oh, thank God, it's good. I can, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> like it brought me out of my like momentary freak out that I was about to have, but it was like, it was so great. We had so much fun. Thank you so much for saying that. That's so kind of you to say. Uh, I, I don't really think about those days often anymore. And not for the fact that they don't conjure up good memories, but just because it feels like such a lifetime ago based on everything that's happened since then. Yeah. Um, that it's good to bring that back into full perspective. Uh, that there was one point where I was not just doing Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. I was making Phantom of the Paradise in concert at the Secret Loft. It, it, it was a, a huge deal.
known you as long as everyone else here. Can you guys tell me the story about how you met? I tell shorter version so everyone <laughs> can be happier. Um, Raphael told me that Andy was having a party right by the house at right, this house that we're sitting in, um, at a bar but nearby, and that I should come because I never went out in those days. I mean, I still don't go out. I mean, those I mean days. it's a pretty famous bar by NPR standards, and it's also a famous bar by Robin and Alon standards. Right, and it's the bar we ended up getting married at because I met Alon there. It was Andy's birthday, and yeah, Raph made me come out, and Alon was there, and that was that. And then Alon started dancing, and Robin was like, ooh. <laughs> oh, yes. Because Alon's dancing is really and what And the you. story is no. forever. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh come on the dancing. it's definitely not the dance or the fact that he inhaled a meat pie in front of me in like five seconds and i was like whoa there do they not feed you where you come from bell house by the way the bar the bar was called the bell house the bell house and so you met but it, it's only 12 years ago so you guys I, I always thought you guys knew each other from ithaca or i don't know I well, knew we knew the same people, but we just somehow had never been at the same party. Like we'd known, I mean, I'd known Raph and Jeremy since 2000 and Alon met them, I think in 2002, but we just had somehow <laughs> had never crossed paths. I have no it's idea how. Probably well, that's... I think we would have really annoyed each other in earlier years and in earlier iterations of ourselves. <laughs> so well, probably that's... Best. We're also like a big boyfriended for many years before you met Alon and you met him at the right time. But that's that's one of my favorite things about this whole it's like this weird double bell curve that happened where like we knew a lot from Ithaca, but Raph knew Robin from New York. And then all of us migrated down to, to New York. To, to New York. I did gunpoint. Forced them all. So Robin, you never lived in Ithaca. No, no. No, and actually that's so that's so that's what I wanted to say. So one of my favorite things, uh, one of my favorite memories is I remember. Elon is like gearing up to propose and he's got this plan. And <laughs> yes. as long as, as long as Robin had known Raphael and myself, and then, you know, Andy and all of us, she had never visited Ithaca. So, you know, of course, now that all this is coming together, Elon's like, I'm going to spirit Robin away to Ithaca and I'm going to propose to her in the middle of nowhere in New York state in her first trip up there. And it was just, I, I remember you guys had a really, really amazing weekend. I don't think Robin had no idea what was happening. Yeah, I had no idea. There are several, several amazing stories to go with the engagement. My favorite one being, of course, and for everyone, not, unfortunately, I don't think Asian Ted ever met my mother, but um, my mother, as everyone, as a lot of people here may or may not know, is a, looked exactly like me, but was, of course, a British battleship. And uh, Alon <laughs> told her he was going to propose. <laughs> And my mother looks at him and goes, well, that's very nice, but I don't think she's the marrying type. <laughs> <laughs> because my mother was known for just, you know, really just very supportive. Um, <laughs> then, of course, Alon decides that he's going to propose while we're at a horse farm. Now, the issue there are a couple things. One, the lawns never been at the farm. It was like, why you're on a, like, a romantic horseback ride, right? Right. But see, horseback rides aren't really that romantic. I mean, I love horseback Well, that was the goal. That was the vision. Right. I rode a ton as a kid. Um, I love horses. A lot of them had never been on a horse. 
Oh. <laughs> so even though they gave him a walking couch, he's having like a Jewish anxiety attack, like <laughs> on this horse. And I'm just like, boop, I'm totally underwear as usual. I'm like, boop to boop to boop to boop to boop. Not realizing he's trying to propose, not realizing anything because I mean. <laughs> So he has to actually propose on, on the horseback. The anxiety of proposing, he's also got anxiety <laughs> of like stand, sitting on a on another animal that's moving underneath him. Exactly. <laughs> and so I don't realize what's going on. And then he asked me where I wanted to go next. And I'm sure he was hoping I would say something really helpful, like, let's go get a drink or let's go get coffee or let's go walk by a waterfall. I don't know. I could have said, I said, let's go to Wegmans. <laughs> because That's Jeremy and Raph always told me about Wegmans, <laughs> but I had never been. Oh, and the, the and I love supermarkets. Also that Robin absolutely adores supermarkets. Yes. And Wegmans, and Wegmans is, the is like supermarkets. It, it is the Super Bowl of supermarkets. Exactly. Did you take your so horse to Wegmans? I, <laughs> Oh, sorry. What is it? The old West Head. Did you did you take your horses to Wegmans? I wish, I wish I take, but no. Sadly, I had to return the horse. Um, <laughs> he did not ride the horses. To I don't. I don't think Alon could have managed any further than he did on the original horse. One of his friends is texting him, going like, "Did she say yes?" And he's like, "I didn't do it." And the friend encourages him to actually just propose right there. So Alon actually ends up proposing in the checkout aisle at Wegmans. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Well, like the clerk is like checking out items and like beep, beep, you know. This is amazing. What did she do? The person behind the counter. She didn't even notice. The, nobody noticed. She, all, all she said, uh, the, the lady uh, who was getting our uh, order simply uh, completely uh, glazed over us and asked us if we wanted paper or plastic. Oh, <laughs> that was it. Yeah, <laughs> it was, we had I mean, no Robin, witnesses. You must, you must, you must have been like, "Will you marry me?" And Robin's like, "Yeah, okay." And then you just kept on checking out. Was it like, yep. like all, was all business? And then I said, know. "Sure, but I have to pay first, which is pretty much the story of my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, but I got to go pay this bill." <laughs> Robin, that was the most Robin Ray answer to an engagement that I think could possibly. Like, if you had said anything else, I would have been like, who are you? And what have you done with my friend? <laughs> you would have been horribly disappointed if it had gone any other way. Yeah. <laughs> so essentially it was the most romantic. I'm glad that you said yes. I'm glad that you're going to be the mom of my child. I'm very oh, God, grateful that uh, we got to do this at all. And thank you guys so much for humoring me and for uh, uh, giving us some things to uh, remember and think fondly back at uh, on this 12th years of uh, being together. Very meaningful. Rachel, thank you yes. as always for joining, uh, being a part of this and for listening to all of these stories. I hope always you had a good time. Here. I had a great time. To my sister, Sarah Danziger, uh, love you. And thank you for uh, hanging out with us and for recounting some stories as well. Yes, love you. Thank you. Uh, when are we meeting this baby? What is it, May? Yeah, May. What, what, what cool. day? Yeah, what, we're going to need a time because I'm kind of busy. We, we, we'll, we'll tell you later. Um, Raph Rap and Marissa holding it down out down in D.C. Whoop, whoop. Uh, love you guys muchly. Uh, Brittany and Jeremy out in Trumansburg, New York, uh, down in the central New York, drinking some delicious wine that I know very well that you are responsible for. 
Very much so. Always. More or less, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Asia uh, and, and Ted Blanco uh, hanging out over in uh, the beautiful, beautiful wild woods of New Jersey. <laughs> no, no, not Wildwoods. I don't know. Wildwood, not Wildwoods. Wild Space Woods, yes. Well, yes, very much so. Uh, thank you all very much for being a part of this recording session. Can't wait to hear yeah. the final. Welcome. Thank Give you. it up to Robin Happy and Alon. 12 years. years. Love you guys. go without saying that this episode would not be possible without my amazing wife and partner of all these years of whom currently is upstairs looking after our dogs while i'm recording this you see there is a little bit of real-time nature to this show (laughs) our thanks uh, once again to all of the participants in last night's uh raucous affair um including patricia and sean uh, and Avital and Kit, who had to bow out early. And of course, uh, as you heard there, Asia, Ted, uh, Jeremy, and Brittany, and my sister Sarah, and Rachel, and of course, Raphael and Marissa. Thank you guys all for making such a momentous and wonderful occasion. I can assure you that uh, it was uh, received very, very well. Um, that's the show today. And uh, next week, we'll have something probably a little more on the normal side. Uh, Hey, if you want to listen to any of our back episodes, our archived episodes, if you will, are available all over the place, including on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and our main hub, which is RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash LAR. All 200 plus episodes should be up there. If they are not, then they will be updated soon. Sorry. (laughs) I'm working on it. Uh, Busy times around here at the household. Uh, But in the meantime, enjoy the rest of your day. Stay safe. Stay warm. Continue social distancing. And if you're getting inoculated soon, be patient. I know I have to be. I got a lot to be patient for. And I got a lot to be thankful for. So thank you for listening. And enjoy the rest of the day. My name's Alon. This has been episode 247 of Lost and Rebound. Only here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Take care. This is how we've chosen to conduct this uh, special recording. While we record in style, quarantine style, exactly. Um, Oh, right, being recorded. I just thought you were doing it for pizzazz.